cash Sick, moves everything around joint. me. Cream, get the here money. Here I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hands. Moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shallon Land. What's up, everybody? Chris over here. I'm your head systems trader here at Macro Ops. Usually I'm joined by Alex Barrow, our head macro trader strategist. Uh, and uh, Brandon Bailo, our value investor. Uh, December, who knows? They, they must be out having a good time. So you got me. I am coming at you live from Mexico this month and kind of irrelevant other than it's been a pretty good year for the dollar and things here are doing pretty good. So uh, without further ado, let me get right into the charts. Oh, like, subscribe, share. If you have any questions, put them down in the comments below. I definitely need you to go check out, if you're, if you're a trader and you really wanna know what's going on, check out the interview I did with uh, Darren John. He is a wealth of knowledge, a great trader, uh, and it, it was a really long episode, but so far everybody's loving it. Check it out. Again, like, subscribe. This is gonna go out uh, right, right at the beginning of the market this week, but futures close or open. Uh, so if you hit ring that bell on your subscription, you'll get an email notifying when the video's out. So if we ever do, um, uh, if we ever do put these out in a timely, uh, timely manner, such as maybe a great decision or something like that, uh, we know what's going on. Okay, so first things first, let me just get to my charts and I drop these all down here. What I wanna do is I wanna start out with, uh, I'm gonna go with the economic calendar real quick. And the reason I'm gonna do that is it just gives you a little guideline of what's coming up in the week uh, so that we can pay attention to what may or may not move the markets. And let's see where I have it here. So usually when I have Alex or uh, Brandon on with me, they can kill the, uh, they can kill the, uh, Dead noise. Anyway, uh, we got a bunch of stuff coming out last week. Just to do a recap, we had the uh, Tories in the UK, uh, basically Boris Johnson's contingent took further control, uh, getting a majority. So that's basically saying that they're going to push through everything, uh, everything they can on on Brexit. Uh, so that rallied the um, the pound up to two and a half percent in one day, which is a really big move. And it had already been moving up from buck twenty level up into the one thirty. 134 level in about a month or two. So it's been a really giant move for the pound. Uh, probably a bunch of other stuff coming out this week out of the pound. Remember we talked a week or two ago about how the pound was not really doing all that great uh, as far as volatility goes. Very, very compressed volatility, uh, which I'm gonna go ahead and pull up a chart here. I'm gonna start with that. When we were talking about it, we had the pound in this very compressed regime right here. And things were just, you know, it, all it's saying when you have compressed volatility is that big volatility is coming. And it doesn't tell you which direction it's going to be. This just tells me that there is volatility coming. And we broke out of that compressed volatility regime and it, boy, did it have some volatility. So um, keeping that in mind, that's, that's probably playing out across all the, um, all the currency markets. And specifically, I want to look at the euro. And when, you know, just on a price action basis, when you have a move, first of all, we're in compressed volatility on the euro still. 
when you have a move that's that big in a single day uh, and closes down near the bottom, goes up that high and gives it all up, bears are kind of back in control. Bulls, uh, if, if they were in from these double bottoms down here, they're definitely looking to take profits in that move. And that was an obvious profit-taking move. So how we react from here, we could go, we could have some weakness this week, move back down to the bottom um, of this range uh, or go sideways. But for the time being, bulls have started to take control back in the end of September when they put in that big rally, came back down. We didn't, didn't go down and put in new lows. It actually put in higher lows and higher highs now. So that's, those are characteristics of an uptrend. So I'm keeping my eye on the euro on the longer term, uh, shifting to a more bullish stance. Now, Alex and I have kind of a, a back and forth on, you know, weak dollar, strong dollar, euro, uh, you know, global currencies and all that. Um, you know, I'm a trader. I'm in this thing for a couple days to maybe a week or two at most. Uh, so when I'm, when I'm picking on Alex on Twitter uh, about these moves, it's, you know, dollar weakness, uh, is, is, you know, other strength and vice versa. So um, it's kind of funny to keep an eye on that. But just taking it out into context here, you know, this thing from 126 down to 108, that's a pretty big move, 126 to 108, uh, about 20 cents. To put that back into perspective, the pound went from 120 to 134. So a 14 point move, uh, 126, you know, so like 18 uh, point, whatever, uh, cent move. Um, on the euro, it took the pound about a month or two to put in that big of a move. It's taken the euro uh, a couple of years to get down here. So very interesting. If we kind of see that bottoming pattern, now we're starting to put in the higher highs. So we could just very well go sideways for a long time. And generally speaking, that's what I see for the markets. I see equities sideways to up. I see um, you know dollar sideways, maybe with a weak tinge to it. Uh, and then the, the other G7 currencies with more of a, an upward twist to it. Now, um, off to, I'm going to take a look at bonds. And bonds have done, it's a very similar type setup. We are starting this downward slope. You can see that that is trending. We have lower highs and lower lows. And, you know, every, every high gets sold and every, every low gets bought. But as it does, it keeps drifting lower and lower. So I'm seeing more uh, weakness in the price, meaning rates higher uh, on the 10 and the 30. And those are the ones I'm really paying attention to. When we get to the S&P, look, it's, you know, you, you have that cut your losers short and let your winners run mentality in a trending market. We're in a trending market, okay? The S&P from a year ago, almost to the day, uh, is up. I want to say, let's see what we're up. Um, to the day on the year, it is up 25, 27%. Um, that's a pretty big move, but it doesn't really show any sign. All we see is this little tight volatility up here and a breakout, bit of a reversal bar up here on Friday. Uh, so we'll see if we get some weakness, but generally speaking, they're gonna be buying dips on this uh, or it's gonna be moving in sideways. You can see we got our uh, compressed volatility breakout and we have a reversal type pattern. This could move back into the midline before we head higher. Keep my eye on that. Uh, one other thing to note is that they are rebalancing the NASDAQ 100. And I believe they're gonna take some of the um, 
cash that they have, or, you know, they're going to reposition it or rebalance it, take some of the bigger positions, Microsoft, uh, you know, Amazon, all those, uh, and then kind of redistribute it down to it. So it's a little bit more equitable split. I believe that happens this week. So keep an eye on that. Also, we have triple witching coming up on Friday. There's going to be, this is going to be the last attempt to get any good volume move into the market as we go into the holiday season. And so expect some volatility this week. Uh, expect, you know, volume to be up and expect this to be the last week of any volume. So whatever we see after this week, it might just be crazy. Keep in mind that, and, and we haven't published this yet, but the Santa Claus rally, there's a, there's a quantitative way to do the Santa Claus rally where the world calls for, you know, the Santa Claus rally is in December. It's actually the last trading day before Christmas day starts and you're long and you exit the first trading day of the new year. So I, we did an entire video on the Santa Claus rally. We'll have that one out this week. So don't be jumping into the market thinking you're getting the Santa Claus rally. That's a tailwind to it. That could help if you're already long or already positioned. But if you're taking that trade just on the pure fact that it's the Santa Claus rally, uh, it's quantitatively incorrect. Um, it is the first trading day before, the last trading day before Christmas is your long entry. And then you exit the first trading day of the new year. So um, all other indices look the same from the S&P to the Dow to the NASDAQ, except Russell. And Russell, I've pointed this out over and over, and we, it seems like we've broken out of that, that sideways range that we've been sitting in for quite some time. And you see we broke out of it a little bit there. Uh, we broke out, we came back tested, and we ripped higher again. I'm long. I think this is starting our trend. So as far as, uh, you know, there's a lot of catching up to do. Yes, we went from 1400 to 1600, uh, 1450 to 1650 or so, 200 point is a big move in Russell, but it has a lot of catching up to do. If we go back to what percentage return we've had on the Russell this year, let me just see if I can get my, okay, that would be, is that day one? Uh, 21% return on the year instead of 27, what do we have in the S&P? So there could be a move and there has been a lot of sector rotation this month. We talked about it uh, earlier this week where a lot of the high flyers are being rotating out the, the things that have been doing really, really well for now. And since we're moving back into this bull regime, they're looking at the cheaper things to catch up. And especially as you're going to let, let's say fund managers, portfolio managers, um, your broker, whatever, when you review your statement at the end of the year, like you do, a lot of times you're gonna to wanna to know what position they have you in. And if you're not in the big names, and you know that, that might be a reason why you're not at 20%, 27% returns on your portfolio for this year. So perhaps what might be happening is they're getting into names that are undervalued, and the story that you're gonna hear is, uh, we were in the big names, we moved into, you know, we're, we're playing a little bit of catch up. We thought there was going to be more of a sideways market this year. We got, we missed the big move, but the move on the small caps, mid small caps is still there. There's a lot of opportunity to get, and it looks like they're doing a lot of buying in that space. I think that's going to be uh, evident, especially on triple witching Friday. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, into crude oil, uh, great trend, great trend from October. 
Uh, the one thing I want to just point out on, on crude is it's just been sideways since the summertime. Since we had that big sell-off uh, in, in, the, in the spring, it's pretty much been sideways. And you can see when, when they bombed, uh, when the, when the um, what was it that was bombed? The uh, uh, Saudi oil facility got bombed. It was up 15% that day. And it gave it all back and went completely to the bottom of the range. And it's slowly been working its way back up. What we can say is the range is basically, um, get rid of the percent, um, in the 60s down to the 50s is the sideways range. And that's how I'm playing it. I'm selling rips and I'm buying dips. I'm not looking to get catch trends on this. If it happens and we end up going trend, I'll jump in on the trend, but I'm not trying to catch trends in a sideways market where I'm just gonna get shaken out all the time. Same thing goes for natural gas. A little bit more volatile, uh, but it's very much the same way. We are banging up and down, up and down. Buy your dips, sell your rips. Uh, don't, don't place big bets on big directional bets until something comes up. You know, you can have a thesis on what might be happening, but if price action is not playing along, you're just gonna have money sitting there doing nothing or you're gonna get stopped out on every attempt. Uh, pretty much same thing in the ags. Uh, you know, every time we get something out of China, the trade deal this week with China, at least agreed on, on, on V1, um, you know, we get some good response in the, in the ags. Uh, and I don't really have any bullish inclination or bearish really on gold. It is a, you know, a bull flag, let's call it, uh, kind of trading sideways here after, after moving from the, you know, 11, 50, kind of aggressively up. And as you can see, they had a, there was another bull flag that broke out earlier this, uh, this summer and continued basically the entire summer. We just had a big rip. So right now, if, if you're trading, you're buying dips, you're selling rips into this tight little range. If you get a breakout, uh, I, I traded a system called the vol uh, volatility breakout. If I get one and it starts looking like these over here, I'll be getting in my positions, adding to my positions more importantly as it plays out. Um, whereas I'll be doing the opposite if we're banging around here sideways. That's what we have, platinum, sideways, silver, sideways, but this one, palladium, has just put in a massive move from September 1479 up to 19, well, uh, 1986. Like 500 points in about three, uh, three months on uh, Palladium. Unreal move, just kind of parabolic type move. Um, that, that's really been, it's really been wild to watch. I don't have a position there. I don't really have any opinion on it but it's, it's something to keep an eye on. And then last thing we're gonna see here is we had a big breakout on copper last week. You see, we got that big massive move, 3%, and then it just continues to move. Again, interesting, actually, to wrap all this up, the, the charts and kind of get into what I'm looking at this week. Friday was a big volatile day after all sorts of crazy political news, China, Brexit, there was a lot going on on uh, Thursday night and on Friday. And yield curve, the twos and tens, I think was a really big percentage move uh, after, and, and Wednesday was the FOMC. So FOMC, China deal, uh, and uh, Brexit. Interesting to note that after a no interest rate cut, Trump didn't really come out and, and yell at anybody on Twitter. Usually he's quick to have an opinion on that. At least I didn't see it. So there's something interesting there. Maybe, maybe he's a little more occupied with China deal or you know, 
know, other things irrelevant on that. Just, it was notable that that wasn't something. Usually there's an event like a non-rate cut where he's constantly calling for lower interest rate, lower interest rate and nothing happens. It seems like a prime time for him to get out there and do something. He didn't. So that's interesting. I don't know what it means. Um, smarter people than I may have an opinion on that. But uh, this, this reversal candle, after all last week's stuff, you can see copper was a good, recommend, uh, good you know, uh, indication of, of how last week traded. Uh, and then we have, that we have this big reversal candle. So this is on equities. This is on currencies. This is on everything at the moment. We have that big reversal candle there. So for me, I just don't know what it means yet. I'm going to let it play out. We have extended the range here. So much like copper, much like bonds, much like the S&P, much like currencies, um, I would accept, expect uh, a little more positioning around this week and not so much directional. So that's for what it's worth. <laughs> um, again, triple witching on Friday, pay attention to that massive volume and reshifting. Looking for Russell maybe to play catch up into the end of the year and Q, uh, Q1 2020. And hey, we're ending a decade in a couple of weeks. There might be something interesting. I don't know. Maybe somebody wants a decade track record. There might be something to look at there. Um, who knows what it is, but an even year or a, a, an end of a decade year tends to have, if I recall, 2000 was a little exciting. Uh, you know, uh, 2010 uh, put in a big massive move from the 2009 bottom up to 10. So that's interesting. We're at 2020 now. So um, we put in a massive move from the, the 2018 bottom straight to the top, 2019. Who knows what's going to happen in the first part of the year? Who knows what's going to happen at the end of the year? We just have our guesses and, and our positions. Um, I think that's it. For me, I'm long equity indices. I'm long NASDAQ, S&P. Uh, a special situation that I actually got into the S&P. It's rare that I'm interested in doing anything in the S&P. Uh, but it was, it was there I took it. Uh, and the Russell, all long positions. Uh, I have to roll if on the on some of those I may have to roll them. Uh, some of them, I, or Russell, I have into March, so we're good there. Outside of that, I don't think we have a whole lot going on here. Um, we'll probably do another episode this week, and uh, we'll probably get Brandon on here talk about a few of his names before the end of the year that he's looking to do. He he has a, a year end tax selling. Uh, portfolio that he's putting together. We'll probably get him on and, and chat about that portfolio. Uh, we had a bunch of market uh, or macro news this week. We had a bunch, we have a bunch coming up next week. So Alex will be back. We'll chat more on the, the macro space. This is me. This is my trading space. This is how I do it. I think that's about it. These guys are about it for this guys. If you have questions, post them down below. Tweet me at uh, Chris D Macro on Twitter or Chris at macro-ops.com. You can hit Alex at uh, Macro Ops on Twitter. You can hit Brandon for your value uh, topics at uh, Market Plunger One on Twitter. And their email is both of their first names, Alex at and Brandon at macro-ops.com. Uh, like, subscribe, share, and let us know. Was there something you want to uh, you want us to? Um, is there anything you want us to cover? Coming into it, we, we're going to have the Santa Claus rally. Uh, we have a few other uh, more 
tactical, like this is what, what to do in this sort of environment, this and that sort of environment. What sort of things are you interested in hearing us talk about? We're doing these all the time now. Don't forget to, if you're not doing it, get on our podcast too. Uh, we're on Apple, Google, all the, all the podcasts. I've published all of them. Uh, so you can listen to those. Darren's on the podcast a number of times. If you are a good trader, or if you are a trader and you're interested in what Darren had to say in this last one, on the podcast, I've got two other episodes with Darren where it's just as good. We go really deep and spend a lot of time talking about uh, some of the finer points of being a trader. All right, guys, that's it. I still don't have a sign-off thing, uh, so stay frosty. No, stay, I can't think. Happy trading.